Hello, everybody, and welcome to the second installment of Presidents and Assholes. Uh, this is Melissa, and I am joined once again by my friend. Lauren. Hi, listener. <laughs> it's Lauren again. Hey, did you miss us? We're back. <laughs> and we're also joined, of course, as always, it's going to be the same thing every week, yeah. by our bartender, Evan. Hey, guys. <laughs> okay, listener, I, I don't want to pull the wool over your eyes because this podcast is based on trust. That was not Evan. Nope, it's me. I'm here, as always. <laughs> no. Listener. Happy to be here. This is the magic of radio and sound, is you can't see, but I will... Feel free to text me, <laughs> listeners. <laughs> I will just... I want to come clean. That this is You're listening to Lauren. She has uh, masked her voice. <laughs> I won't stand for this, Melissa. As always, we are joined by Evan. Yep, here I am. And um, Evan, thanks for coming. Yep, happy to be here. Um, so Evan, tell us, well, actually, Melissa, we'll get to Evan in a second. Why That's don't fair. you tell the listener who we're talking about today? Yeah, um, something we didn't do at the end of our last podcast that we're going to try to start doing is announcing who the next president will be so that you can get hyped for the next week's installment Damn. and maybe do your own research. Follow along. Follow along. Research along. <laughs> In fact, if you could send us research, that'd be great. Yeah, fact check us, <laughs> then you'll know what's true and what's not prior to listening, and you can text Evan. Yep, feel free to text me. And, um... <laughs> Wonderful. Uh, so, the president of today is the always well-known Woodrow Wilson. The notable. Notable. <laughs> 28th president. 28th president from 1913 to 1921 and Melissa remind everyone why we're doing this oh yeah why are we here so Lauren and I are on a trivia team and we go to trivia every week and uh, since we last recorded two weeks have gone by and uh, we have gone to trivia twice and there have every single time there's been a presidential question and we are still 0 for 2 0 for 2 <laughs> and and we need to prove our value on this team we're slowly slipping away they're yeah. not going to Go, they're not going to invite us. No. We actually, I know, listener, you don't believe this, but we actually won last week, but we did get the presidential <laughs> question wrong. <laughs> one of the only questions oh, yeah. we got wrong. I think we got like two wrong, and one of them was about a president. So the goal after all of this is to become more notified and to have value. Yeah, we want to bring value. And another part of this is because it's called Presidents and Assholes, there is a college drinking game called presents and assholes and so along with speaking truth and facts we are also drinking and yeah. it's normally around noon on a sunday or it's saturday today saturday yeah <laughs> and that's why we have evan here yep that's why i'm here and so evan is a mixologist by not by trade he works with us, but he's a certified licensed mixologist bartender. He has a card that he keeps in his wallet that lets everybody know. <laughs> yeah, I have the card. I could prove it. I'll put it on the website. <laughs> so that, just so you know, we have a certified bartender. And though I'm sure you still think Evan is here, I'm going to once again <laughs> remind you that that is Lauren. Nope, it's me, Evan. <laughs> and uh, the bartender tonight was actually me. Yeah. It and was. I did not go to bartending school, <laughs> but what we are drinking tonight, um, a fun fact about Woodrow Wilson is during his time, the Prohibition Act was put into place. And fun fact, he actually vetoed it. We can get into that later, but he was overruled. But I wanted to make a pre-prohibition drink. So what we're drinking is, it's called a French 75 and it's gin, 
champagne, and then we did a little lemon lacroix. Mm, lacroix. Lacroix. <laughs> lacroix. The Crocs. La <laughs> <laughs> <Le> Crocs. <laughs> For you Midwesterners, it's the uh, Crocs. La Crocs. <laughs> For you French Canadians, it's La Croix. And um, on our website, I will actually measure this out, but as Evan would say, there's like some parts this, some parts that, and then a little sprinkling of something on top. <laughs> yeah, if you want to drink along at home, a French 75 is gin. Oh, you already said this part. Yeah, you can say it again. Good. Well, gin. they're probably mixing it as you say it. So, yeah. like, gin. And now they're looking throughout their cup. Yeah. It's like, where's the gin? Where's the gin? And then okay. they missed out on the champagne part. Um, Fun thing about the champagne, though. I just want to do a little shout out. Yeah. Champagne is brought to you by my dear friend, Kelly Coots, who Kelly Coots. five seconds before this podcast asked me to be her bridesmaid. And I needed oh. champagne to make this drink. And I was going to go stop and get a really cheap bottle. But she got me a very nice bottle. Well... I would cheers to her, but we're supposed to cheers to Woodrow. But thanks, Kelly, yeah. for participating in our podcast. Yeah. Are you our listener? <laughs> Kelly, are you our listener? <laughs> it's her. It's not Parson Weems after all. <laughs> no, it's Parson Weems, like, great-great-grandson. Okay, but to... Son. Son. Grands, great-grandson. Granddaughter. Kelly, a woman <gasps> or a man? <laughs> I don't think she's related to Parson Weems. Okay. Moot point. But, um... And then, as always, we will cheers, and I would like to cheers to the League of Nations, which sounds like a group of superheroes, but actually was a failed policy by Woodrow Wilson, and people say it actually ruined his presidential career. So, to the League of Nations. To the League of Nations. We thought it would work. (laughs) It sounds cool. Mm -hmm. Nobody asked us. (laughs) I I wasn't there. I wasn't either. Nobody invited me to be there. Not my policy. Not my problem. <laughs> okay, let's get into it. Let's. So, Melissa, Woodrow Wilson. Yeah. Did you, do you know anyone in your personal life named Woodrow? No. Neither do I. Which made me want to dig into a few things. But I, before I get into that, I have another question for you. Oh, man. Did you have anyone that you went to school with? For a long time, who went by one name and then they switched and went by another name. Do you know anyone like that? I feel like everyone had that person. Well, being Melissa, mm-hmm. there are a couple M- Melissas in elementary school, and okay. one girl went by Missy. Went by Missy. So this is what I'm talking So there was a girl I went to school with named Katie. She was Katie from 6th grade to 10th grade. And then suddenly in 10th grade, she's like, oh, no, my name is Casey. And everyone's like, what? No, it's not. Your name's Katie. And she's like, no, it's Casey. It's Casey now. I'm like, but that's not short for Catherine. Katie is. And she's like, no, no, that's what I go by now. You know who also did that? No. Woodrow Wilson. The reason you don't know anyone named Woodrow Wilson is because his name is Thomas Wilson. (gasps) Thomas Woodrow Wilson is his real name. Woodrow is his maiden, his mom's maiden name. And when he went to college... He wanted to sound like when he went to law school, he was like, I need to be more like impressive. He wanted to sound more impressive, changed his name to just be Woodrow Wilson, got rid of the Thomas, was Tom or Tommy his entire life until he went to law school. I can see that because like Thomas, that's like a firm name, but Tommy, uh, but here's my question. Yeah. Is if you were to make Woodrow into like a slang name you would call him Woody <laughs> right he did, and he probably would have known that if he went by Woodrow's entire life he would have known like the nicknames they picked up on 
But he didn't. He just switched it. And so he's probably like, I'm Woodrow. And then other lock kids are like, whatever, Woody. And he's like, damn it. Foiled <laughs> <laughs> <Boiled> again. Because, <laughs> yeah, if I met someone named Woodrow, yeah. he would be Woody forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, couldn't find anything about if anyone ever called him Woody. But that's what happened. And it makes me really, it's like, it's now we know the kind of guy he is. Yeah, well, I think we're starting off on a good foot. Like, yeah. Woodrow, okay. He's a showboater. <laughs> He's like, it's a little upsetting. But, you know, he did. So the last school he went to was Princeton. Princeton oh, Law. Woodrow at Princeton. Perfect. And he was the first president to get his PhD. Oh. Not while he was a president, but just the first president who also had a PhD. An intellectual. Yeah. But... He had an uphill climb to this, Melissa. This didn't come easy. Okay. Because he was dyslexic. No! (laughs) So he overcame a lot, even though he's kind of a blowhard showboater. You know, now now I feel bad because that's an actual, to be an intellectual and dyslexic, that's a lot of work. Yeah. He worked hard, but then it's like, maybe put a little bit more time into your, like, Figuring out your dyslexia, like working with your dyslexia and a little less time changing your name to whatever sounds the most impressive. I don't know. I he probably didn't spend that much time changing it. Every night before he goes to sleep, he's like, all right, I know your name is Thomas, but just think, like, what would Woodrow do? You're not like in- <laughs> embody Woodrow tomorrow. Today, you were kind of more of a Thomas. Like, when you tripped down the hallway, that was a Thomas thing. You need to be more Such Woodrow. Thomas. <laughs> You'll always be a Thomas. You'll always be a Thomas. <laughs> but you need to think, like, be more Woodrow tomorrow. Also, like, burn on anyone else named Thomas. Yeah. I suck I've... at Jefferson. <laughs> you don't sound as impressive as Woodrow. <laughs> What a dick. I really hope our listener's name's not Thomas. It's Listener, like, I hope it's not Thomas. Do you go by Tommy? <laughs> we don't think this Woodrow does. It's not yeah. our fault. <laughs> Don't put this on us. <laughs> yeah, so that's what I started out. It was like one of the first things I saw. And I was just like, yeah, I don't like it. <laughs> I love that. Do you want, I can jump in on a whole bit if a you want me to do the bit early. Bit, yeah. Do you bit? Early bit. Do you bit whenever okay. you want to? As once again, I'm bringing scandal and rumor to the podcast. Yes. Love scandal, love rumor. Okay, so thing about our little friend Woodrow mm-hmm. is he was married to a woman. Let me find out what he her was name married was. to. Two women. Yeah, that's what we're going to talk about. Mm. So let's find this out. I want to get the first lady's name right. Correct. Okay. Edith. Yep, Edith Wilson. Oh, perfect. We both did research. Or, or Ellen. Ellen was his first wife. Ellen. Edith was his second yes. wife. Oh, my God. So many E's. Okay, <laughs> so here's the situation. His wife, when he started as a president, actually mm-hmm. died some crazy heart situation yeah. at Ellen. the fall of 1914. Yeah. He was that. remarried to Edith in March of 1915. That's so fast. <laughs> And that's exactly what happened, is the public could not get over this. Yeah. Well, that's really fast. That's like like the day after the wake, you're going on your first date, if you would just matter. You You know, like if you're trying to act like you weren't with her before... Like that, like you'd have to be like really getting back on the on the horse really quickly. Yeah, and like, and I go back and forth. Like okay. even as I was reading about this, I was thinking like, you know what? If he's happy, if she is wonderful, which it seems like she was in his mind, 
um, whatever like makes you happy. But at the same time, the public was like, you have not mourned long enough. This was our first lady. We're getting a new one. She came out of nowhere. I'm with, um, I'm with the public on this one. <laughs> I stand firm on the side of the public. Um, I just really liked, I was reading about like their courtship and like it happened really fast. Like met at a party and like they're saying like he was like out with like his friend who's like this doctor and he saw her walk by and he was just like who is this beautiful woman like started asking questions about her instantly like being a Woodrow you know just like, be <laughs> really acting more like a Tommy than a should probably deep down actually the most Tommy I'm sorry thing- he's so nervous oh my god she's so pretty what do I say <laughs> actually the most Tommy thing he did is it's like recorded that he would like walk around the White House singing and his the thing that he would sing and was observed by like his staff is he would go Oh, you beautiful, you great big beautiful doll. After every time after leaving Edith's house, okay. I don't know the like the tune of those words. I assume he made them up, but like, could you give us a tune? I just I want to be immersed in this, Melissa. Man, if you had um, to. What was your song? No. Okay, <laughs> well, our listener will be disappointed. <laughs> well, can I? Maybe I can give you a little inspiration with the tune. Okay, thank you. I also read about Edith, oh. and I know something about her. She's related to Pocahontas. <laughs> so, I think you maybe you can draw from like Colors of the Wind. <laughs> Read me the lyrics again. How's Color of the Winds go? Da, 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 yeah. yeah. Da, da, da. How high? <laughs> oh, you beautiful, you great big, hard, <laughs> beautiful doll. That didn't sound like anything. <laughs> Well, uh, let's get in touch with Alan Menken. I forget, I've forgotten every song by Pocahontas the second you said it, but I know I like that movie. That's yeah. exciting. <laughs> and that's interesting because she was actually, back in the day, super tall for a woman. It's saying she was five foot nine buxom, which buxom. buxom. Can you explain to me what? Cause is buxom like fat or is it big boobs? Big boobs. Okay, buxom. but just in, in your butt too? I think your butt too. I think like... Big, big in all the right places. Oh, yeah, so like big top, big bottom. Yeah. It's like the like brick Jessica house. Rabbit, brick house. <laughs> oh, 36, <laughs> 24, 36. 26. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. 26. I want to size. 26 inches around. <laughs> and she had dark hair and deep blue eyes. She sounds pretty. She was a hottie patatty. So, yeah, she was hot. But was she hotter than Ellen? Ellen Axon? I didn't. First one. I didn't. I don't know. I could look it up. I'm looking at photos of her right now, and she looks she looks pretty hot. Ellen does. Um, Edith. Edith Ellen. does. Okay. So he has. So this would be interesting to find out if Edith is more attractive than Ellen. If his second wife is more attractive than his first wife, because that would really beautifully represent his transition from Thomas <laughs> to Woodrow. Okay. Thomas gets an average girl. Woodrow gets a buxom <laughs> descendant of Pocahontas. Okay, I'm looking at e. Ellen right Ellen now. Ellen Axon. And she just looks like, I don't know how to describe her. She just looks like kind of lost. Oh, <laughs> she's very lost. She's very plain. Yeah. Like, I, I wouldn't call her ugly. I wouldn't call her beautiful or buxom. Yeah, she's not buxom. She's just like, she looks like a really plain, generic person from the World War One era. Yeah. So I think that makes a lot of sense. Because Thomas, he was like, this is so plain. I'm just this average, run-of-the-mill, dyslexic guy. <laughs> Goes to law school, fights the uphill battle, beats his dyslexia, gets a PhD, becomes Woodrow, pep talk every morning in the mirror. Yeah. 
be the Woodrow. Be the Woodrow. And then he gets an easy out with Ellen. She passes. And Woodrow gets a chance. Woodrow gets a chance to be single. Making his Tinder profile. (laughs) Out on the town with the boys. Wingmanning. And he gets a fucking babe. Like, she's hot. Okay. Edith Balling Galt. So moving on from her being super hot, here's the thing. Could be argued she was our first female president. What? This freaking hot babe. Because. So Woodrow Wilson actually got insanely sick. Like, oh man, I wish I had done better research, but I think he had like a stroke or something that like really incapacitated him. Mm -hmm. And Edith, instead of being like, oh, like let the vice president take over. Yeah, which is what our country would dictate. Which is what most people wanted. Right. She was like, no, like my Woody would not. (laughs) stand for this uh, Woody won't stand <laughs> Woody will he can't stand right now he's <laughs> he actually stand. passed out on the couch but if he could stand he wouldn't for this um he wants to still be president even though like he cannot say words or move so I'm a step in <laughs> so she Gosh, actually she like with all like the briefings everything she made people like couldn't meet with him because she wanted to keep his actual condition like very secretive so she would be like, all right, you got to, like, submit all this paperwork to me and, like, I'll run it by him. But really, like, he's, like, like unresponsive. So she's just going through all these things, just, like, kind of reading them being like, yeah, sure. And, like, maybe she'd be like, hey, like, Woody, like, wink if you think this is a good policy. And he's just, like, passed out. And she's like, I think I saw a move. Like, check. So she's like, weekend at Bernie's in him. She, like, puts sunglasses on, props him up in the meetings, and is like, what do you think, Woodrow? And she has, like, little strings on his hand. Like, yeah. he's voting. Everyone's like, he's always been a shy guy. <laughs> that Woodrow. Yeah, no, so, and then she also would vet these, like, carefully crafted, like, medical bulletins that were publicly released, where she would only permit, like, that, like, Wilson, like, just needed rest, and that he was working from his bedroom suite, when, like, individual cabinet members would come to, like, talk to him, they could not get any further past her, she'd be like, ah, like, are you sleeping, like, just talk to me, like, what's going on, and they're like, you're a woman, and she's like, no, trust me, I'm telling him, and then she would just make decisions, and do things, (laughs) And she, I mean, and there's like no one who could like prove that she like wasn't, but they're saying like she would just claim that she had read all the necessary documents to him, but there's like there's no one else in the room. So a lot of the historians think she was just like doing what she wanted. Why why though were they just like, all right, if you're gonna like I feel like and maybe this is just the modern day president, but the president's almost never alone. You know, there's like security. Like I feel like I feel like it's weird that she's like, no, trust me. Like, why wouldn't they just send the advisor with her to just be like, you know, Edith, like, we get it. We're so happy you're reading it to him. We're just going to have Dave come in and take a few <laughs> notes. You know, just have someone else. <laughs> I feel like it's weird that they were just like, if you say so. But, like, everyone was skeptical, but not Dude, I, skeptical enough they to, work? like, send anyone Maybe else. Maybe, you know what, I feel like back in, like, this is, like, World War One, like, kind of, like, still slightly, like, Victorian era, like, mm-hmm. getting out of that, like, we were all nice, and, like, there was, like, all these, like, proper things where we were just, like, all right, like, I don't want to, yeah. I don't want to be the, the dick in the room, so, like, okay, like, maybe there's some kind of rules, I don't know, but... Luckily, and this is great, we actually, so we were, it was after World War One, which um, mm-hmm. Woodrow was the president during, lots of stuff went down, you ever heard of it, World War One? Um, I think I'm vaguely familiar. 
<laughs> well, it was a, it was a big, big stuff happens. But I um, recall it from personal experience. <laughs> after he was sick and everything, and she's reading all these documents, we actually like didn't have any like really like looming crises happening during this, and it was like actually. I think she was reading him and doing this. It was for one year and five months. So we had a female president from October of 1919 until March of 1921. Wow. But they said, like, there were still some, like, things that went down that she, like, people are kind of mad about. For one, like, she heard that, like, the Secretary of State had convened a cabinet meeting without Wilson's permission. Well, nobody and... could get Wilson's permission because he was <laughs> well, okay. fucking so it wasn't... dying. <laughs> The truth was, they hadn't gotten her permission. Right. And so she actually had him fired just for having How? a meeting without How did she have any power? Because she, no, because then she was like, uh, Woodrow Wilson wasn't cool with that. You're fired. Again, though, like, I don't see why it's just like, if you say so, Edith. <laughs> <laughs> well, because, like, maybe she, like, had the president's seal, like, a little stamp, and she just stamped documents, and she's like, oh. Oh, look, he stamped this. Okay. <laughs> So that yeah. guy got fired. All right. And this is like the biggest thing that went down. I'm almost done, I promise. No, I keep going <laughs> okay. as much as you have. So there's this one thing, and I alluded to it earlier when we cheers, called the League of Nations. Yeah. And this was going to be a huge thing for Woodrow Wilson. And basically in its most simplistic form, because I don't really want to get into policy. Yeah, and I don't really want to hear it. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> we'll keep this. The brevity of this yep. will be extreme. Okay. Um, Coming out of World War One, everyone was like, we hate fighting. Wars suck. Mm-hmm. And so all these different countries had this idea of creating this thing called the League of Nations, where all these nations are going to get together, kumbaya, hold hands, sing songs, mm-hmm. be like, we'll never get into the travesty that was World War One." True. And Woodrow Wilson was like, yes, let's do this. I'm so on board. And then he had to like go and like basically die. <laughs> then he had to go and die on us like a real Tom. <laughs> okay. <laughs> fact check that he didn't die but he was just like incapacitated anyway so then like his edith is like kind of working on this but it's so, like what happened was is she was hanging out at some thing that was had to deal with the league of nations and there's this like very minor british embassy aid so like on the scale of importance of this person this is like the like scum of the important people in the room like this person means nothing <laughs> It's like the intern of the office, just like he, no one's paying attention to him. But I guess um, he told a, and this is how it's worded, a body joke, B-A-W-D-Y, body, body. B-A-W-D-Y, a body joke. So like, like, in a, in, like inappropriate. A, okay. An appropriate joke. And she, as very Edith of her, had him fired. Wow. And she's um, like. Because he cracked the joke like at her expense. Oh, sorry. Cracked the joke like at her expense. So she, Edith, doesn't have a great sense of humor. Yeah, and so, but she like forced him to be fired because she refused the credentials of the actual ambassador who had come to like discuss the League of Nations <laughs> and help negotiate it with her. She was like, fire your aid. Like, he's awful. Get out of here. And like, people say that, like, if, so he was so upset that she was like telling him what to do as a woman that he just right. he just left and went back to London. It was like screw you, I'm not firing this aide. Like you, you're not in charge of me. Went back to London and they're saying that unraveled the League of Nations. This one thing that like her like her husband wanted more than anything. Like it was gonna like for Edith's own pride. Yeah, she's like nobody speaks to the daughter of Pocahontas. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know who my mother is? I paint with the colors of the wind. I paint with all the colors of the wind. I don't fucking know who you think you are. I founded this nation. I am an 
Aborigine. <laughs> I don't know. That's probably offensive. I don't know what Pocahontas was. I don't know if she was an Aborigine or not. Um, she was a princess. She was a Disney princess. <laughs> but yeah. Okay. So God. hearing that, you're like, that's quite a lot. So I was thinking, what could have been like something he could have said that would have upset her so much? And because all the historians, though, they said this happened, and yeah. it did. No one says, like, what this body joke was. So I looked up some insults from the 1920s, oh, wow. 30s. <laughs> so we can back into it. Yeah, so I'm going to do a little role play. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm just like, here, I'm going to, like, say some things. So I'm going to be Edith, yeah. and you are going to say body jokes, and we'll see if I get offended. Yeah, and, like, okay. just tell me, like, which one you're, like, at what point do you want to fire me, okay? okay. Or, like, what point do you want to insult my okay. country based off of my insult to you? Okay. So, we're just walking around. We're drinking our French 72s. Yes. Oh, I love the 1920s. Did you say it was? Or 1920, 1930s. Okay. okay. Also, I got to be British now. So. Oh, okay. It's like, oh, that Edith, she's quite a beer cat. Beer cat? <laughs> you don't know what that means? I don't know what it means, but I don't think I, yeah. As Edith Wilson, I'm quite offended. Yes, because... You know what I called you is you are a hot-blooded girl. <laughs> um, it's uh, It was a spike in the 19s, but it referenced related to the agriculture wilderness. So beer cat meant that you were just like a wild child. And being a daughter of Pocahontas. Right. Pocahontas was very rebellious. I don't think that one would have actually upset her because it's like, she's like, yeah, I'm the descendant of the woman who broke the, you know, um, whole segregation of the white man and the yeah. Native Americans and like bridged the gap, got you know, stuck up for my people, but still tried to, you know, relate to other cultures. So I, I You're think. You're not insulted? Not insulted. But okay, right. Here, I'm gonna try another one out. Okay. It's like, oh, that Edith, like, she came in after Ellen died, and then just how they got married so soon, she's quite a bimbo. Oh, yeah. Bimbo. That's the one. You think so? That's. A little gutless. That came out in 1932, and it was a young woman that is promiscuous, promiscuous or unintelligent. See, I think that would get to her a little. I mean, I feel like she might have been pretty sensitive to that. Yeah. It's probably all over the media. Um, you know, Woodrow Wilson invented Mother's Day, <gasps> May 9th of 1914. So cute. What month did Ellen die? She died in 1914. But, like, maybe it was alluded to that he invented this in honor of her. Mm. So I think Ellen would be a little, or Edith would be a little <laughs> testy to that. Would just be like, don't bring up that bitch, Ellen. Oh, I've got, I've got another one. Okay. All right, this one, one, I don't know how to say it correctly, but I'm going to try to do it. These are all just kind okay. of words. So yeah. I'm just making up the scenario. Yeah. He was like, he's like, Oh, Ellen or Edith. Dang it. They're both E's. They're They're both both E's. E's. I feel like he did this intentionally to slip past everyone that he remarried. (laughs) Like, wait, wasn't... And he's dyslexic. So he's like, all these letters after the E mean nothing to me. I don't know how this works. Sorry, I'm getting... It's okay. But he's like, oh, that that Edith, the way that she filed that other guy, it was quite hinky of her hinky 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 h-i-n-c-t-y hinky yeah hinky very hinky of her hinky that term describes someone who is conceited or stuck up see actually i think edith would consider that as a compliment 
considering that she thought clearly very highly of herself mm-hmm. to but, like take over the pres- presidency of her own accord like, I was just like, and i will say to our viewer don't use that word because it actually has very racist um like backstory behind you it say it on our podcast <laughs> i know i'm sorry but it's it's history it's, <laughs> it was used a lot i'm sorry please do not repeat that and um, I am disgusted with myself that I said it. Yeah, I'm upset that I, um, yeah, I really don't, like, but, okay, but here's something. So I actually had a note about the League of Nations that you're talking oh, about. Oh, yeah, go for it. And you're saying that that's kind of a racist word. Mm-hmm. So oh, it is, it is very he much. He very racist. much supported, I found everything, you, I can corroborate the fact that he wanted this League of Nations, but he also was a huge racist. Oh, no. He, like, voted for a lot of continue segregation laws <laughs> was like very much believed in separate as equal yeah so he like he like supported immigration he did he like passed okay. a lot of things that supported immigration but then was like once you get here though like, <laughs> stay away stay away contribute so, to the economy but just not near me <laughs> so i feel like edith wouldn't be that upset by that word it was a different time (laughs) it was a different time she was arrogant and if she shared views with her husband probably racist as well so i think bimbo is probably the one that set her off totally that's the one that feels to me like like where she's like get the hell out of the league of nations i would I, i agree too i feel like she was called a bimbo historians fact check me if not we're gonna say it here first the aide called her a bimbo and she was not about that which derives from the Italian word for male baby, bambino. Really? <laughs> there you go. So, so she was called when, a male baby. So actually, that <laughs> word is offensive to Italian babies because it's calling them dumb, right? Because you said an, an, they're an unintelligent woman. Unintelligent woman. So promiscuous. That's no. also a bad word because what if our listener is an Italian baby? <laughs> then we've also really offended them. Him or her. Sorry, listener. I'm if you are an Italian baby, we didn't. We're just we're stating the facts. Like what we, yeah, the I mean, views, the political um, views this. brought up here are not to be reflected upon me or Melissa. Yeah, fire just the facts as they are. Just fire us. We'll go back to London. It's fine. We'll go back. <laughs> it's fine. Real quick, that was just for fun. I want to. These are some other terms that came out during that time. Oh, okay. N- calling someone a nitwit. <laughs> calling someone a pill like you're such, such a pill, a pill. <laughs> isn't that awesome Those and the final one cracks me up wet blanket that started <laughs> back then no way a wet blanket i wonder why maybe because world war one world war one people were in the trenches and you know what they didn't like when they're trying to be comfortable and in someone the threw trenches? a wet blanket on them <laughs> <laughs> when all they had to cover themselves was a blanket that was wet yeah and they're just like so they're in the trench and like someone's like Enough already, Dave. You're being a wet boy. <laughs> exactly. And it's like killjoy. And I assume there's not a lot of joy when you're in trench warfare. Yeah, but when you do find that little glimmer of joy, you certainly don't want Dave coming in and being like, well, we hope we all make it home, guys. <laughs> like, God damn it, Dave. Dave, you're such a wet blanket. <laughs> or he's being a pill. He's such a pill. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I love these. Okay. So that's what I have from insults. Um... Yeah, those are some pretty insulting words. Coming from an English guy. Yeah. You'd think would have a little bit more manners. 
Well, that's sad. Like that, I'm I'm mad that she, you know, I I looked. Woodrow had like a series of strokes. That's what so, it was. It was stroke, not a heart attack. Yeah, it Back was check. like a series of strokes. <laughs> I just looked that up because it's like I don't want to. <laughs> I actually it. wrote it down. I'd seen that, but yeah. I'm sad that he like you know he battled dyslexia. He overcame his personality being dry and dull. Made this Woodrow personality, you know, like really overcame a lot. Gets to this presidency, and Edith just takes over and kind of like sullies his name by like, you know, passing the policies she wants, like fucking up his one thing, this League of Nations, where he's like, this one is job. the one thing that I want to be known for, and then it doesn't happen because of her. It's like really shitty it's probably because you know what it's probably because she was so bunksome and like you see people telling her she was like hot shit so like yeah this guy being me like she would just like fire him out out you're fired you're right she's probably like the hot girl at the bar yes where like a guy's like oh can i buy you a drink and she's like no you want to buy me a drink look at you and look at me you want to talk about league of nations london england i don't Get out. think so come back when you're a little bit more impressive maybe when you're I don't know. the netherlands <laughs> i'm sure the netherlands were really hot then <laughs> maybe who knows i will say one final thing about Edith. yeah so woodrow died in 1924 and a little like thing that i'm noticing with a lot of first ladies and mm-hmm. i love how we spend more time talking of first ladies than the actual president <laughs> well, but this you know, you know woodrow was out around the world <laughs> woodrow was out for quite a bit of time sure. but um she like managed his estate afterwards mm-hmm. and just as sketchy as she was while he was passed out she managed all of his papers and documents and denied mm-hmm. access to the public to them why what was in there it's probably like all the stuff where she was like i'm in charge <laughs> So wait, though, again, I can't, like, yes, she needs to be held, like, responsible for these things, but again, where are the checks and balances to be like, bitch, you ain't a part of this. Like, how come everyone's like, well, those are your documents now, Edith. Like, those belong to the nation. Those belong in the White House. That belongs to the vice president. Where is the vice president during all this? How can he just be, like, walked all over? Do you think there was a little something happening with edith and the and the vp like a little a little oh. affair of sorts oh my gosh you're gonna start that now i don't want to start this rumor but like why else would the vp like as the vp you're like you'd biggest... be like i want to be president yeah that's why right. i signed up for this job in case something happens to woody like i'm up next and we talked about the policies we agreed on what was going to happen and yet somehow he's like oh no edith you can go to the league of nations meeting Probably because her buxomness, right? Like, it seems like there must have been something going on there. All right, listener, if you're buxom, just know <laughs> that we don't think you're manipulative. But- it's more like she's proven that she's kind of sketchy because here's the thing, too. It's like a godfather thing where she had these documents and she would only show them to people who proved their loyalty to her. Proved it how? By exactly. having sex with her? <laughs> I was going to say, it doesn't go into detail. We can infer things. <laughs> so maybe the vice president. I don't know. I think there's something here. I, I think we... I think... That, why else would you just, like, let go of all your responsibilities as VP? Why else would you just be like, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Well, fucking ruin everything we set up for the League of Nations. That's fine. Yeah, no. Don't care. Yep, no, you were totally right. That guy was a dick. Like, you a bimbo. You, totally you can't stand for that. Don't stand for that. Like, yeah, just come to bed. 
my gosh. Right? Oh, man, you heard it here first. You heard it here first. Uh, the vice president whom... <laughs> there was no... Who was his vice president? Um, his vice president and his second wife having an affair. Yeah, and here's the thing, too. Um, so this whole League of Nations and everything that went to ruin, it was, like, Woodrow had this whole idea of us, like, kind of becoming friends with everybody in, like, America, just, like, playing its part, but with, like, the entire world. After him, it's Warren Harding. He became, he brought America, like, redid everything, made us an, oh my gosh, I'm gonna say this wrong, but an isolationist state again. We're, like, all about America, only care about America. Like, really, just, like, the, yeah, ruined it. I found something. I found something that is beautiful, poetic, ironic, oh my. disheartening. So many words. I looked up who the vice president was for Woodrow Wilson. Who was it? Thomas <gasps> R. Marshall. Thomas. Woodrow spends his whole life escaping from being a Thomas, becomes a Woodrow, marries an Edith, and Edith has an affair you with a Thomas. Say that. You can't make that up. Oh, gee, they did. They absolutely Can you did. see I mean, every day he has to see this guy named Thomas and be like, that's who I really am. I really am this guy. I would, if only I just embraced my Thomas, none of this would have happened. Tom, Tommy. Wow. That's poetic. It's poetic. It's he spends his whole life escaping this. Yeah. Then only he, to, this, in the end, there's this symbol of just be who you are. Yes. If you had been the Thomas, Edith would have loved you either way. Well, and that's the thing that's just so beautiful is, like, he works so hard to have this level of respect. Like, you can tell, like, he changed his name to Woodrow. He becomes the president. Like, you can't – he's like, I have reached the epitome of respect. He gets a stroke. becomes completely incapacitated. Not just a stroke. He is serious stroke. He's, like, emasculated, stuck on the bed. Yeah. His wife takes over, and Thomas is there. And Thomas is there. And Thomas becomes, you know – The only guy. I mean – He's the only guy there. He's the only guy. And, like, that is just – and so, I and then the one thing that Woodrow, like a nation, it's the one thing that's going to make him the most Woodrow, doesn't even happen. And then at the end of the day, on his deathbed, he, and you know what I think he he thought? And this is all based on conge- conjecture. I know exactly what he thought. But you tell me what you think he thought. I think he thought, God damn it, I'm still just a Thomas. I'm just a Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> I, wish, I wish that was true. But I know what his final word was. Oh, shit. I okay. looked it up. Oh my god, that's wonderful. His final word was Edith. Jarring. That means so much. What does it mean? It, it could mean... be like Edith, goddamn it. I think it does. <laughs> I think it's like like I think he's he, I think when he had these strokes and was feeling ill, like he like, you know, he couldn't talk, he couldn't move, but it's like one of those things where he was aware of what was happening and knew what she was doing and was like fucking Edith, like you've ruined, I've worked so hard, and you shit on the League of Nations. You're fucking Tommy Marshall, <laughs> firing everybody, You're firing everyone, and like I, and he's just like, and I. So I think it says his final word was Edith. It didn't say how he said it, but I think his final word was Edith, <laughs> with a clenched fist. Edith! <laughs> and she's like patting his hand. She's like, yeah. I'm going to outlive you for 40 more years. Tommy's way bigger than you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Something like that. I bet she was real. She was a buxom bimbo. But she bitch. also like knew what she wanted. And like 
she wanted to be in charge and she got that and there's a part of me that I respect that like in the day and age she held a position or she held a position that not many people had yeah as a woman residency in fact no one else had that in fact yeah so maybe first female president god damn it Edith you you did it you got in you became more of a Woodrow you Edith was more of a Woodrow than Woodrow Wow, and that's why he like curses her name on his deathbed. She was everything he wanted to be. This badass, firing people, important. And at the end of the day, he was always just a Tommy. Wow. That's beautiful. That's I a- think we really unlocked this. I love I that. Um, something that was really Woodrow of him, I must say, is that he was featured on the $100,000 bill. <laughs> what not cool it's not obviously not in circulation now but in 1934 the bureau the bureau of engraving and printing made them um for three weeks just for transactions between the fed and the united states treasurer and then after those three weeks they were like they invented wire transferring because they were like this is ridiculous dollar bill but how cool is that i like that i like that too okay um, you can keep spouting off facts. I did not set this up earlier, but I'm going to do a random number selector and pick who our next president is. Yeah, that's great. That would be a great way to wrap up here. I, think. I really think we've hit a full circle of, once again, it just yeah. comes organically. But the fact that he was always just a Tommy. He was always just a Tommy. You know, after he died is when they put in like the, you know, he was on the $100,000 bill, but he like, he never knew that. When he died, he realized I'll always just be a Tommy sad it's sad and it's poetic and it really makes the president i think feel more human like they really are just like we are you know they're just as vulnerable they're just as self-conscious you know he's looking in the mirror every day saying be the woodrow <laughs> splashing water in his face <laughs> you've done <laughs> but at the end of the day yeah he was just Thanks. I was really trying to vamp. There. Okay. So this is where you're going to insert a noise that sounds kind of like a, like we built a wheel that has all the presidents on oh, it. So it's yeah. like, so it's like click, 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 click. I, I can totally edit that in. Okay, perfect. Or like, maybe like. A second. I'll do it in post. Okay, perfect. Yeah, this is post. So like, it's like click, 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 yeah. click. They're hearing it now. Yeah. It's great for them. We're not. So are you, are you on the edge of your seat? Oh, oh, it's slowing down. It's slowing down. Oh, where's it going to end? Where's it going to end? Where's it going to end? Our next president will be William Henry Harrison. William Henry Harrison. The ninth president. Oh, number nine. I love it. That's so exciting. I can't wait to learn more about Harrison. I know absolutely nothing about him. Neither do I, but by this time next week. From photos, he kind of looks like a goober, so tune in next week to see if that's <laughs> oh true. Oh, God. He sounds like a, more of a Tommy than William. <laughs> All right. William well, Henry Harrison. All right. We will see you and our listener Listen. next week. What's up, listener? <laughs> on presidents and assholes. We're out. We're out. Finish this trick. Finish it up. <laughs>